Hello, and welcome to Final Show Films. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I'm John, the executive producer here, and I just want to let you know that uh, we appreciate you watching, and all of those of you that support us financially and just by having a good time here and chat with us. Uh, particularly, we want to thank our $25 tier supporters on Patreon, uh, which are Rowan Parker, Drevian Alexander, Samantha Bates, Catwater Flame, and L. Thank you all very much for your support over the years. It's meant a lot to all of us. We appreciate it. And now I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Stardust RPG on Trails of Stardust, the fifth edition science fantasy campaign run by yours truly. I am William, and I am your game master. And joining me today, we have Jack. Hey, everybody. I'm Jack. I'm playing Till Wayland, Iron Path, Way of the Iron Path Monk, Avian. <laughs> and Jeremy. Hi, I'm Jeremy, doing whatever we're about to be doing today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I am playing Kendall uh, uh, Fairchild, uh, an Aladdin warlock whose patron is her daddy. Yep. And John? I'm John. I'm playing Coltar, the orc artificer, and also his uh, constructed orc companion, Tolbar. And Cody? I'm Cody. I'm playing Varush Al Rul, the Loxodon doorstop. I mean, Paladin. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right now, you're an emergency break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we are on uneven. You're terrain. a wheel chuck. Yeah. Uh, and Holly? Hi. I'm Holly. I'm playing And Camille? Hi, I'm Camille. I'm playing Gideon Eaglin, uh, an avian rogue, one-third of the birds and the bees. There you go. And the last third of the birds and the bees, Craig. I uh, I am playing bees, a bunch of nocturne and torch bees that collectively are a ranger. Statistically, bees is the most of the birds and the bees, because there's a lot uh, more bees sure. than there are birds. Are we counting That's by fair. individuals or by mass? Both. Bees is the most of the party. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely true. We recently learned about democracy. We think we should make all party decisions. <laughs> all members get one vote. Every bee gets a vote. <laughs> bees, and this is where how we many about... parties are in your democracy? This is where Bees learns about representative democracy. (laughs) (laughs) Don't look too close into our our, uh, inner workings. That would be a sting. I'm going to stab you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's also what a sting is. (laughs) (laughs) Every pun accelerates that. I'm statistically the closest to death anyways. Do you really want to push that? Jeremy, honey. (laughs) I know you do. It's fine. (laughs) Sal's still angling for that alpha role. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) 
I got the Sinatra all queued up for my inauguration party. <laughs> I think it, I think it's cute that Sal thinks that Ingvar would not kill Sal before she would let him be alpha. <laughs> that is also a fair point. Like I've said before, I have this perfectly legitimate notarized letter. <laughs> Mr. Taylor insisted that I take over Amy. All right, I'm invoking I'm invoking the right to challenge the leader not in wartime. <laughs> not claw block. <laughs> all right sorry everybody uh anyway uh when when last we left off the group having discovered a mysterious dead body inside the tavern that they had just been in before the invasion of a bunch of undead space pirates which is still ongoing and just tends to be moving further away from the planet by this point uh the group has at the you did not succeed at muting camille oh i had actually unmuted and then my son started talking again oh good uh the group had at the not so much behest as acquiescence of the lawmaster behest um <laughs> taken the body into the swamp to seek out the oracle of nocturna in order to learn what they could about it. Oh, behests uh, are the next version of guild hests in Final Fantasy XIV. I'm really excited to meet the, uh, the the Oracle. There's been a lot of buzz about them. After um, Kendall spent a little bit of time talking with um, the owner of Smoke on the Walker, a an orc engineer who uh, was a who they with. Uh, Kendall being able to leverage her position as a member of her particular family uh, into getting a, a free rental of one of their of one of their dust runners to maneuver their way through the Osbaran swamp much faster and more safely than they could potentially on foot. Um, which was helpful when they were ambushed by Bloodkin uh, in the midst of the swamps on the route there. Uh, with several of the group being injured, but no one dying. Um, the Bloodkin were defeated, and that's where we pick up. I just need to ask out of character, so meeting the Oracle is a hive priority for uh, for bees? Oh, absolutely. Okay, cool. Just checking. Mm. Yeah. Now, we'll, we'll, once once we get there, we'll be sure to comb through all their files. And... All right. <laughs> Larva, no stone on food. So anyway, no. Hill is on the 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 hood of a vehicle, looking over at Kendall, who's basically has the minimum amount of blood necessary in a body to sustain life. I think. I, I am going to stop. I am legitimately <laughs> concerned. I'm going to give Jeremy an aneurysm. <laughs> Don't worry, I have no such fears. At that point, we'll at least be that much closer to knowing what causes aneurysms. Miss Fairchild, we need to catch you up now. What? Right? Why are you all so tall? Because you're sitting down. Oh, and then she tries to stand up. 
there's just a hand on a shoulder. <laughs> At the moment, Coltarn and Tolbar are hefting the elephant up. It takes both of them. Uh-huh. <coughs> I, I think Mistel is over there spotting for them. Supervising. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, she's like, got her little hands up, like, I got you. If you drop him, I got it. It'll take a while for me to prepare more regenerative serum, so... Um, and before we can uh, patch any wounds, we'll need to get everyone back into the car. Some of the torch bees fly over to uh, to Kendall, carrying um, these almost pearlescent orbs of honey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mistel, you have some of those, by the way, still. Sure do. Mistel, Mistel has, what, three, I think? I think so. As Coltart is picking up the unconscious elephant. Oh, yes. And, and, and more, and, well, and more of the bees are headed in that direction. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, she'll give, I'm sorry, name Col- Coltarn? Uh, Varouche. Varouche. Coltarn is me. Varouche is the elephant. No, I was asking, but the elephant's yeah. unconscious. Yeah. No, I was asking for your character. Coltarn. Okay. She, she'll give him the little honey drops. This should help. Just sort of like look and like roll it over for a second. Um, nothing if not a man that loves experimentation. And shove it into the elephant's mouth. Me too. You regain one hit point, Coltarn. Um, not Coltarn. Varouche. <laughs> Conversation. <laughs> Coltarn's just like, one for you, one for me. <laughs> Two for you, three for me. <clears throat> Brace up against you two for a second. Coltarn okay. gives a little. Tolbar doesn't. <laughs> uh... Look around. That's good news. And then I go sit in the truck. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone loaded in. And I use my last lay on hand, five points of lay on hands to give myself six hit points. There you go. Uh, and I'll motion for uh, Till to uh, maneuver Kendall closer to me. Okay. Um, yeah, no, Till just pick Kendall up and Ugh. carry her, you know, st- standard collapse in arms sort of oh, yeah. ragdoll. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. no, mm-hmm. she, yeah, she goes, she goes full. Boom. Right. Yep. All right. Does she uh, eat one of the honey drops? What brings it out? Uh, just one of the bees? Well, like a little cluster of them carrying it. It it sort of is. It's a semi solidified little drop of honey, about the size of a um, like a hard candy, like a Werther's, about. <laughs> but it's this almost a pearlescent sheen to the outside, but clear and and uh, or at least translucent. She looks over. She looks over her mother and goes, mm, "No, I, I learned not to. I know not to take random pills when I'm down." The bees are sort of pushing it at your face. Mm-hmm. Sorry, and bees are getting smacked. She's carried over to before any smacking happens. She's carried away from the bees over to 
Bruges. Unceremoniously palming of the whole head. <laughs> Have 10 hit points. Whoop. Oh. I'll get back into the car. Pull over the uh, the large mechan the large technological backpack that that Coltarn carries most of the most of the time. And there's a as he opens up the top of it, and there's just little bits of like uh, like um, condensed condensing Wrong like direction. what no no me I yeah that's bad. <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> little little bits of little bits of condensed air, you know, get a, a cold mist uh, emanating out of it, and I begin the synthesization process that it takes for me to actually produce my cure wound potions. So, since apparently we're gonna need them, <laughs> all right, it's gonna take about eight hours for me to finish producing more regenerative serum. So I would trust that we don't get into any more fights in that time. Do our best, then, I suppose. Just get moving before they come to investigate. Miss Fairchild, are you feeling up to driving, or do we need to have somebody else take over for a moment? Um, when she's healed a little bit, is she? Are you still carrying her? I mean, unless she. No, no, Actively. she's not getting down until she's set down. Okay, yeah. <laughs> He's asking so he knows where to put her down. Yes, basically. No, I, I can drive. I'm good. I'm fine. <laughs> Does she yeah. look like he's telling the truth? <laughs> I mean, she can still drive. Now, doesn't mean to be advantage but 20 on the insight <laughs> she can still yeah so she can still drive she's definitely in plaintive everything hurts ow 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 mode okay because uh, she she got 10 but she's still missing half her hit points right um and yeah you're guessing that 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 she's the kind of person that would probably Probably whine and complain when she stubbed her toe like she got shot. So. Okay. But she's, I mean, she's capable. She doesn't, she's not trying to put on a brave face or anything. Right. So we'll give her a look, set her down in the driver's seat. And then. Ow. Turn back. Missile. Was there, any, was there anything worth scavenging off any of these um is there anything worth scavenging because i believe she checked at the end of last their left armor left. are scrap metal plates so not that great their weapons are scrap scrap iron great axes and cobbled together pipe iron like pipe pistols so <laughs> you be the judge of that i grabbed a great axe already do any of them have any money <laughs> Uh, let me think about that. No. Okay. Yeah. Do any of them have anything sweet? No. <laughs> okay. Um, the, uh, I think my <clears throat> minute is up, by the way. The ethereal jaunt is over. So the, yeah, the so. bees come pouring back into the uh, into the 
car and into the armor, uh, which starts to sort of slowly move again. And the voice comes out. Is Gideon still up in the turret? Yep. Okay. Gideon, this car has a gun on it. You did great. We should take it. Can we keep it? We can't keep the... We can't keep either thing. We borrowed it, sort of, I think. Anyway, you did good. Are you all right? Yeah, are you? Yeah, I'm good. I didn't get touched. They banged up our hive a little bit, but we're okay. Man, this gun's great. It was really neat. So, um, are we going to stay here? Because... It looks like we got banged up pretty bad. I mean, everybody with me. We're 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 gonna drive. <clears throat> hey, Kendall, we can drive. You taught us how to drive, and now we can drive. Can we drive? Worth noting, Kendall did not teach them how to drive. No, one hundred percent not. <laughs> yep. Bees bees just watched. Um, we know how now. But uh, no, no, not not yet, bees. I, oh maybe, come maybe. on. Gideon raises a good point. Come on. Gideon. <laughs> Bees. Fine. Um, wait. I, I need you boys to calm down for a bit. All I right. Mean, Here's a thought. If we crash this, if we take any chance that we crash this, we're walking and we're getting a lot more of that. Um, William, just just yes. read the bloodkin. How much, how much more distance do we <clears throat> would we need to cover on in the car to get to the Oracle? Would we be able to get there before the end of the day? Not before the end of the day. You cut a three day journey to about a day and a half. Um, so you would need. It's been about six hours of driving. You would need to rest, and then you have another. Uh, probably 12 hours. In order to shortcut a lot of that, and in order to make sure that you all get the healing you need, we're not going to make it to the Oracle in one day. The sound of the car is what drew the enemy to us. Might suggest we find a spot to park around here, where we've already killed them, and have a nice, good, open view of all directions for if they decide, if more of them decide they want some. That sounds smart. We should do that. Bees, how well do you know these swamps? Hmm. How well do I know these swamps? Roll me a survival check. You got it. We know them! <laughs> Insight check. Yep. Just flat. Yep. 13. Bees is very confident in that they know the swamps. However, Bees has been very very confident that they know how to drive. drive. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Bees... Since we're not going to let you drive right now, I've got a more important job for you in the meantime, then. See if you can find us a campsite somewhere okay. safe. Okay. All right. The um uh the 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 hive armor sort of lurches forward um 
one of the the gauntlets kind of gropes roughly at the door eventually finds the latch <laughs> and then it lurches forth um uh, you know a a uh uh, spiraling bunch of the torch bees moving around it, kind of in all directions, as the uh, the hive armor lurches. As the hive goes out. off on a hike. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. I'll help, and I open my wings and flop out before anybody can stop. I was actually going to recommend. Do you have you a do. communicator? Do we have a communicator? I don't think so. No. Here, you take mine. I'm not going anywhere. I hand it over to Gideon because Bees is already out of the truck. It's it's okay. We can talk amongst ourselves. We can leave some of us here. Just remember, any any time that we're in visual range, you can use us to speak. We call it any so anytime you can see us, we call it a CB radio. All right. Well, let us know what you find then. William, I, I'm I'm going to uh, to startle you a little bit. Um, I said that primarily for the pun, and I don't know if you're going to let me use bees that way. <laughs> all right. What was the sentence? I got lost. <laughs> I think we all did. That, that, that if if bees leaves some of their bees here. And and takes the others off. They can communicate with them. I I will be one hundred percent honest. I have no abilities that would allow that. I'm just asking you to let me turn. I will say. Oh my God. I think it's entirely valid to not let me do that. Within I like really 10 feet, no maybe. I would say yeah. within visual range, you can so do it, that. So it is a CB's radio. Because God. the thing is, bees, bees, bees can communicate a lot by dancing. So I will say as long as you can see where your bees are at, then you can do that. The hive is immediately like, oh, get funky. <laughs> Now I'm killing William, too. Oh, no. No, that's not you. <clears throat> okay. Anyway, right. but yeah. So, yeah. So, I guess these and Gideon are just... See ya. Yeah, we're going to fly up and float around and try to find something. You know, I'm not as useful with survival, but I can spot high ground. Uh, my natural one base to differ. Um, while they're doing that, and I've got my stuff percolating, uh, I'm going to see if I can gather any... I'm going to actually use some of the spare scrap iron uh, that our uh, enemies have so kindly brought to us. I'm going to get out, get out of the, the... go to the damaged areas of the vehicle, pull out a small blowtorch as I use my produce flame cantrip to produce some flame, and I'm going to use it to try to patch up the vehicle. Do you have anything that would actually do repairs? Uh, technology skill. You would need a lot more time than just a... I also, yeah, have, I also have Smith's tools, Tinker's tools, and uh, yeah, Smith's tools, Tinker's technology, and a blowtorch. So the way that uh, dust runners work, let me pull up my documents so I can tell you exactly how repairing a dust runner functions. I do not currently have the mending cantrip. 
but I will at some point. Mending also wouldn't really help you with a dust runner. No, it'll help me with Tolbar. <laughs> yeah, with Tolbar, yes, but that takes ten minutes every casting. Because by the way, mending has like—is it a minute or ten minutes? One or the other. It's like a minute. Mending has a long cast time. Yeah, it's a minute. Oh yeah, no, it's an out of combat cure for Tolbar, but it's a repeatable free out of combat cure for Tolbar. So yeah, uh, where was I? Uh, repairing a dust runner. <clears throat> Blur. Well, you don't have your own. You don't have your own rules memorized, William. Jeez. Yeah, the thing that when I've written like massive amounts of rules that have been translated from other systems in order to try and <laughs> fix this thing. Yeah, how much problem this? Yeah, like, I have a faster way of getting where I want to go. I have all... also William. In, while you're looking that up, does this feature from my background that I just put into chat would that be functional on the Dust Runner? Yes, it would. Okay. So yeah, uh, while it wouldn't, it wouldn't restore mega hit points, but it would restore hit points, right? Because these just yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, while uh, while Cartharn is is pulling together scrap material and stuff, uh, Till just pulls out his own set of tools from his backpack and just starts um, going to the areas, especially anywhere that there's been an actual uh, a damaged feature, and begins pulling out uh it looks like some sort of paste um but if you look into it it's actively plant material and dirt uh begins molding it in to to various uh rends and 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 damaged locations um and then melds it with a with a he's got a small um kind of canister gun that puts out some sort of not quite liquid but slightly thinner than slime um and and it starts to solidify and harden and these little tendrils grow in and cover and uh complete circuits that may have been severed or damaged and things like that and so the the dust runner's a little plant-based now as well and it gets 10 hit points back yep and aside from that so. uh which is a feature that, that you can do as a shipwright mm-hmm um, the Smoky Walker special has a number of hit dice, uh, in this case, 20. That's 20 D12s. Uh, traditionally speaking, a, uh, a dust runner cannot use hit dice normally and doesn't recover hit, hit dice or hit points during a long rest. Instead, a creature can, can elect to spend up to four hours each long rest performing field repairs to try and recover the dust runner's hit points. At the end of each hour of repairs, the dust runner can spend two of its hit dice. No. So if you spend the full four hours, you can spend eight of its hit dice to recover some of those hit points. Does that does that uh, is that something I can do during a long rest? Yeah, absolutely. You can absolutely just like spend those four hours during your long rest do working on repairs and just spend hit dice as needed to repair the dust. Room. I will do that. Then. Cool. For each hit dice spent this way, the repairing player rolls a die and adds the dust runner's con mod to it, and it regains those hit points in the total. What's the con mod of the? What's the con mod of the? Four. And Four. What's the hit dice again? Uh, they're d twelves. D twelves. All right. So, does Coltar need sleep? Yeah, but we're gonna be driving for a while, so I can sleep later. Yeah. Be as you're doing it. No, no. I guess we're we're off. Yeah, you're None off. Of these have stayed behind. 
Never mind. Yeah, the the to to regain spent hit dice, the dust runner must spend twenty four hours inactive over a period of three days. Though, I mean, you'll probably be repaired at a workshop. You will probably get back at some point before I finish, though, because assumingly we're going to be moving to a safe spot to actually have our long rest. I'm just start getting this started now. Yeah, so. Uh, Gideon and Bees give me a survival check. Both of you or one of you can give the other one advantage. That's up to you. I've got a plus six. Do you want to have me try it with advantage? Uh, You can, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Two nat ones. Okay, yeah. No, 23. (laughs) Thank God. Okay. So yeah, with a twenty-three, you're able you're able to locate a pretty decent area that's got a nice overhang shielded from the elements and large enough to conceivably conceal the dust runner in. What 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 I might say as an explanation is that while they are absolutely not familiar with this particular area, they. You know, they're relatively familiar with, with the swampy area of Turna, so they, they can find something, even if it's not. Yeah, in general. Like, even if you don't know this area in particular, you know what to look for, at least. Okay. I know that sensation. All right. So does B do Bees and Gideon eventually come back having found a spot then? Yes. First hour right. I repair right. seven hit points. What what does it look like at the place that we find? Uh, you can roll two hit dice per hour. Oh, two hit dice? The first hit the first hour I repair twenty nineteen, 19 hit points. Ew. <laughs> It has it has two hundred and thirty, so plus nineteen. How many did how many is it? With that nineteen, it's at two hundred and five. Oh, okay, so it's better off then. And that includes the does the two oh five include the ten that I gave? Oh, that's right. So that would be two fifteen actually. Two fifteen. So it's actually almost completely repaired. Pretty close. It's down fifteen hit points right now. I'm just sitting in the car, so yep. I'm yep. taking a short rest. Fair. Same. The the place that we found, what does it look like? Uh, it's basically a small, like, not quite a cave. It's sort of a lean to. Uh, it's this. It's this area where some of some of some of the rocky outcropping has um, broken away. So there's this there's this overhang of stone that uh, sits. Uh, that juts out of the ground and provides a decent amount of cover and is covered in just like a variety of moss that hangs down and can provide good concealment. And it's short. It's it's short one wall of a cave, basically. What do you think, Gideon? <clears throat> um, I don't know. You know this stuff better than I do. I was just trying coming along to look from the air. If you like it, I like it. I think it could work. Cool. Let's go tell them. Okay. We'll go back and tell them what we found and show them how to get there.
I assume Kendall will drive according to directed path. <laughs> yeah, where are we going again? We found a hole you can cram into. Okay. Till kind of gives like a look at that, like, wow, she went for it. <laughs> if she got the reference, she makes no indication that she did. Right. <laughs> it's not a reference. It's a hole. It's good for cramming. Peasy town. It is 100%. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> vroom, vroom. So you 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 drive you drive over and find this this particular outcropping that you can shelter the dust runner under. I cram us into the hole. <laughs> bees bees will immediately start uh, knitting, sort of webbing or cocooning over the top of the open part to create a, a, a more snug covering. Um, is the mm. are the surroundings basically kind of similar but to what we'd seen when we were fighting the the bloodkin with like some firm ground, a lot of mud, and then some actual water courses that are visible? Or basically, yeah. Okay. Because yeah, this in this particular case, rather than just some amounts of rock jutting out of the moss and bog, there's actually a large amount of it that is sort of peaked right. Out. Oh, I will continue to repair the vehicle then, as after we've put it into a more secure space. While we're here, um, before before after rest, can I uh like fly from the air and scout around and see if I if I see where other um uh, baddies might be nearby? It's an excellent plan. Uh, go yeah, go ahead and roll me a perception check. Now I've finished patching up the dust runner. Yep. Two hours and it's a floor repair. The bees are buzzing around you with pretty avid attention. What are you doing to our car? Fixing it. Twenty-seven on How'd that work? Well, you take bits of metal to replace the bits of metal that were shorn away. You apply a significant amount of heat and bomb them together. Then apply reinforcement. It's a little like fixing a hive, except you use heat instead of spit. Yeah. Uh, bees are going to watch as they rest and try to learn about repair. Uh, whole time we'll yeah. actually like compare, like like offer a bit of an like like an analogy of of like the metal being uh, rather than the heat being the spit, the metal being the spit, and the heat just being the application. Uh, Um, I got a 27 on perception, William. Yep. Uh, so as you look around, you can see smoke rising up from certain areas, uh, within, within the dense foliage that is this particular section of mossy swamp. Uh, the... The most likely answer is that those areas of smoke are locations where Bloodkin have set up camp. 
which means that those are the areas that you're likely to see a lot of potential danger around, but you are conveniently a good distance away from most of them. So unless they are actively hunting you, they are less than likely to be able to just stumble across you. Uh, they, You do seem to have a relatively clear path now that you've killed off this one party that found you going towards the location that you know to be the Oracle's home. Wait, I will go back and report that. Looks like we're clear around here. Um, there's some uh, that are near-ish, but honestly, as long as they're not really looking for us, which is to say as long as, you know, their buddies didn't tell them that we're here, we should be all right. Also, our path looks pretty much clear from here, so... I get the suspicion that they're not big on uh, communication, so I don't know that we need to worry about them being told we're here so much as them stumbling on us while they're out looking for things to kill. Yeah, yeah. For, Which... for the for the Osbaran natives or Osbar, uh for the for the Nocturnan natives, um, the uh, Bloodkin don't have a language that anyone has been able to detect. You don't know how they communicate, but it's not with words. I Good. mean, like. They weren't big talkers, so. Yeah, but they could also be like telepathic or some shit like that. In any case, I don't think they're going to come. I don't think we have to worry about them coming to us, especially not as long as we rest and then move. I will. I will go ahead and um, just. Mechanically, this is just things that happen for long rests, so I don't actually have to do anything. But as an as a, as sort of an in-universe justification, I will begin handing out like uh, small amounts of regenerative serum to help speed along everyone's recovery as we rest. So you all take a long rest, cover half your expended maximum hit dice, and regain all your hit points and everything else. <clears throat> The uh, Dust Runner will not regain any of those spent hit dice because, again, it requires 24 hours of inactivity across a three-day period to regain its hit dice. Yep. Or being appeared in a workshop. Well, that's fine. I only spent four. And, on, and thus only spent two hours. So, I guess we just rest for the night, and then we'll start back up in the morning. Anything that needs to happen over the course of this long rest, I, I assume set, you're all setting. I assume you're all setting a watch organization. I will set Tolbar on watch. Yeah, and uh, these can watch all the watches. I was gonna ask Does bees which not direction? need sleep. Bees need sleep, but they don't. They need rest for four hours, but they don't have to sleep. Okay. It's, it's essentially, the 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 individual torch bees kind of rest in shifts so they mm-hmm. can remain conscious and on watch. So it's kind of kind of kind of elf trance. Yeah, basically. More more warforged ish. Okay, oh, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Tolbar does not need sleep at all. And thus will stay on watch. Uh whatever direction Gideon indicated that the closest uh plume of smoke was from. Uh for about yeah. uh, a 
let's see, 10 foot stretch uh, in that direction between some trees uh, nearby. Uh, he'll cast alarm if anything crosses that in the night it'll wake him up uh actually it'll just make a loud noise to wake everybody up Kendall goes into the the back of the the vehicle comes out with with uh uh the backpack that you'd put in there uh starts pulling out some things to actually make up a bed And then look for a place to set it up. Uh, like a frame? Bed? No, no. Like, like <laughs> I don't think you... If she could, she would. That's what but I, I don't asking. think you can actually carry that kind of thing just in, like... It's the future. I mean, you can't, but you're also not your dad who's an archfey. Right. Your dad's Probably absolutely good. Miss Yule will look at it. Is the ground not good enough for you? <laughs> Why did I sleep on the ground? Because it's always here. Amazing. You know what's also here? <clears throat> and it's easy to put together, too. The ground is super easy to put together. You don't have to. It's also dirty and uncomfortable. It's very comfortable. It's you can not. lay a blanket down. The ground here is very wet. Just to just to just to lay that out there because this is a swamp planet. Uh, she still stands by what she said. <laughs> the um Fair. I will basically like fall asleep in one of the seats in the car. Yeah, where, what sort of, let's see, we've got two seats in the front, is the, what about the bed of the vehicle? It's basically a truck bed. Could probably fit two or three people there. Gideon is remarkably interested in Kendall's bed. Not in the creepy way, just like a fascinating I was going to say, can assuming. we clarify no. that? <laughs> like, the bed itself. Like, he doesn't want to sleep in the, in the bed. He's, he's Got like, it. But, but why would you... Why? Why, why what? I, I, I... Like, beds go in houses. So, why do you have it here? Because I need to sleep in places that aren't houses. If I wanted to sleep in my bed in my house, I'd be at home. But so, I'm not. I'm here, so I still need to sleep. sleep in the car. It's safe. It's apparently not good uncomfortable. enough. Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. I need to get a certain amount of rest a night, and. It's easiest to do that with. You have to sleep in a certain place. Kendall looks over at Till, confused, and like, "Am I not speaking common?" You don't. Till is looking at the bed or whatever materials she has. 
Is it possible that he could use his cunning artisan uh, racial feature to whip up a rough bed frame from like wood that's lying around and stuff? Theoretically, I'd, I'd ask for a tool check. Okay. So you can't sleep sitting up. I mean, if I really had to, I probably could. I don't know. I work tight. How would I sleep sitting up when I can sleep laying down? You've never had to sleep sitting up? I mean, no. But don't you want to put your back I have to things wall? called beds. <laughs> what? Yeah, but don't you want to put your back to a wall? Why would I... Why would I need to put my back to a wall? I mean, there are... I'm sleeping, so my back is to the floor. Yeah, but what if something comes up behind you? What What would come up behind me? I have bodyguards. Something that wants to kill you. I have bodyguards. Yeah. What if it's already killed the bodyguards at this point? I'm. But it's not going to kill the bodyguards. Have you met? Have you met Hill? Bodyguard. Yes. He looks at Hill. <laughs> looks at Hill. Was that not clear? Did I, I not? Are you only picking that up now? Swore I heard yeah. you two have a conversation about this back at the bar. It was explicitly stated to you. Uh, no, he said he worked for her. He didn't say he was her bodyguard. He told me he worked for her father. Yeah, that. I mean, yes, my my daddy pays him. Yes, but you know, my bodyguard. Yeah, but like his, your dad pays pays him to to keep you safe. Like that's right. not the same. I mean, it is the same thing. But like, it is the same thing. It is exactly the same thing. He could be your accountant. How do you get paid well for this? Till's face, Till's face is roughly about as expressive as your average rock wall at this point. Can I read I, that at all? I mean, if you want to make an insight check, you go know, right ahead. We'll all have much better sleep and get on with this task at a much greater pace if we stop interrogating the individual use of a bed. I mean, I assume he gets paid, but I don't know. I didn't ask Daddy how much he makes. 17 for insight. Till's got a little bit of a thousand-yard stare right now, (laughs) so you're not entirely sure if or how much he gets paid. Bodyguard, job description, security guard, pay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, William, can I make... Can I make a, uh, when, when I do do this, can I do the tools check with shipwrights tools since I generally work with plant-based materials in most of my shipwrightingness? Okay. Anyway, sorry. Mistle does what? Oh, she flies over to tell. Um, sorry. I forgot what I was about to say. She says that to him. I'm sorry. Hey, William, the gunner's pit, is there a seat in it? Yeah, it's it's a, well, no, it's a, it's a standing, it's a standing situation, so no. Okay, well then, if there's a spot in the car that Gideon can get in and, and sleep in there, that's where he'll sleep. Otherwise, he'll just put his back to the outside of the 
You can absolutely vehicle. sleep like in the bed of the truck. Bees will one hundred percent weave you a hammock. Sorry, missed one. Uh, do you enjoy your job? I do get to see a lot of things that I wouldn't otherwise. Wasn't a straight answer. Subtext because I'd be dead. I suppose it wasn't. I do like the exploratory nature of it. Miss mm-hmm. Fairchild does go to a lot of places that I personally do find fairly interesting. But do you enjoy being her bodyguard? Absolutely. Interesting. And he gives you a smile that it's bordering on sincerity. She will back away. Why do I feel like my survival was based on how (laughs) (laughs) she will not murder you? Yes. Yet. (laughs) Um, If bees allows it, Mister will fall asleep on bees. Oh yeah, for sure. There, there's, there's sort of. I, I assume you mean sort of on the hive body. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, they're sort of out and about doing things. They're making a, um, a web hammock for Gideon, um, and then Mistel wakes up. She will find that there's a little sort of webbed blanket that's been woven over her. Aww. Yeah, Gideon's not sleeping in this. So, William, would this be dexterity tools check, intelligence tools check? What are we thinking here? Uh, dexterity. Okay. Flat 20. I'll say, yeah, you can put together a rough frame. Okay. So, yeah. Till cut uh, a couple pieces of, of timber and basically set up a, a wood frame, and he, he joints the the wooden pieces so that they kind of lock together and then reinforces them with some sort of organic substance that he activates with one of his many little chemical guns. (laughs) That should serve for at least temporary bed frame for you, Miss Fairchild. (laughs) Thank you. You're the best. We do what we can. If nobody claims that truck bed, that is where Marouche is sleeping. I'm already there, but okay. there's plenty of room. So. I mean, I feel like yeah. it's a truck bed. You could probably, even yeah. even the two of you probably being the biggest people here still. There's also fit. just like someone could just lay across the seat in the front as well. Yeah. I'm totally doing that because I'm not sleeping in that thing. Bees me. <laughs> I feel like we've had this discussion before. Bees always makes it. Gideon never uses it. Oh, if Gideon's not using it, Till's definitely using the the bee's hammock. Because we've got a robot to keep watch for us, so we Mm -hmm. don't actually need to do it ourselves. We got a robot and bees. Mm -hmm. Before Till lays down, he goes to bees. If you see anything dangerous, tell me first, please. Okay. And then he takes this like two steps away and then turns around and comes back to bees. What sort of things do you think are dangerous? Um, uh, cops. And um, all right. What what uh, bloodkin? And then what uh, what what other predators are there here? Tracheal mites. 
um there will be some list of like fungus that <laughs> right yeah, right yes right um <laughs> and, and various things right yeah, various things that cause illness in torch bees <laughs> right. um any any other specific you know large predators or things like that that's a pretty good list uh, most of the smaller ones, I'm sure you can take care of yourself, so you probably don't need to to alert me if you find any mites. Uh, but the larger ones, especially. Okay. And Till kind of reaches out and sort of pats bees on the shoulder of the armor, fairly gently. There's a crack and it moves a little. No, oh, no, you said sorry. fairly gently. No, yeah, you said right. fairly gently. <laughs> right. So it's just, it, it's a little dusty, and some right, of the yep. webbing comes away on your hand. That's all. Well, we'll talk to you all in the morning, if everything goes safely. Bed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you all get a long rest. The rest passes uneventfully, as you do seem to have managed to make it far enough away from that area that no one decides to look for you on the way if they come to look what happened to their missing party. It's a bit disconcerting resting for the night with a dead body that doesn't seem to decompose. Yeah, I intentionally am not thinking about that at all. Like, rigor mortis hasn't even set in. It's not stiff. Yeah, I definitely stayed up for the first watch just out of habit. I have Tolbar set to wake wake me up if anything approaches hostily, hostily, so... There's a lot of grown-ups around, so I'm really not worried about it. <laughs> like, this this, this dead body is a TV dead body. I mean, which I mean, like, the actor just laying there limp. God. <laughs> that's, a, that's a theater dead body, not a TV dead body. That's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Depends on the show, I guess. I know, fair. So, when we get up, um, I'm going to... Uh, Go ahead and scout again, if I can do that. <clears throat> I mean, first we need to find out if the night passes uneventfully. Fully. I did. I just said that. He said that. Yeah. So. So I I rolled two. I only meant to roll one, but the fourteen is the one I rolled first. So. So at 14, um, it still looks clear. Those those campfires have actually moved actually further away from your path. Cool. I'm going to come back and report that. And, um, and then I will just uh, hop in the gunner spot as soon as we pull the, the car out. Mm. The dust runner. And I'll be right back. 
I will go ahead. I'll start them once. Well, once I'm woken up by the sound of my uh, my uh, backpack finishing, it's it's uh, uh, um, work Brew, brewing cycle. Yeah, <laughs> I will pass out another like just small vial of regenerative potion to everyone to to finalize all of the any any last lingering aches, pains, and wounds that they might have. And you'll all have noticed that since the, you know, obviously you're full health because we have a long rest, but uh, any 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 more visible scars would have perfectly reformed, Lear, injuries would have perfectly reformed, leaving no scars. All right. So we have what? About half of these drops left, do we think? Uh, close on to a day, I think, but yeah. got up for her to get ready. I assume that was what that was what we were like waiting. during, oh, during breakfast and like all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. What what is what is that routine like? Oh there's one hundred percent a a a beauty routine makeup. Um picking out something uh, picking out some clothing. Um uh definitely definitely some kind of Probably tea, not coffee. Um, right upon waking up, um, she immediately will will use one of her spell slots to cast Unseen Servant so it can take the bat apart and put it away. Um, and then throughout the rest of the throughout the rest of the time getting ready short rest period to get that spell slot back um i like the idea that mechanically you only take an hour to get ready to get your spell slot back that you use to get ready um go ahead as much as uh as um kendall will allow gideon kind of watches her get ready and um like while she's putting her makeup on, like you can, it, it's kind of hard to tell he's smiling because of his beak, but like he he seems very happy watching her put on her makeup and everything. Why you gotta be hey. so fucking creepy, Camille? <laughs> because he, he's, he, my out of character is the familiarity thing. Yeah. Right. This be, makes be, sense. Because he grows up. Because he literally grew up in a whorehouse, so he's yeah, seeing his, right. he's seeing his parents. But I was, just, I was just about to. I was just about to do that because bees are around and they go, we know what that is. That's makeup. Yeah, yeah, you're correct, bees. bees Lots of people in the brothel to... use it every morning. Bees, you're not supposed to interrupt. Okay. Do you work That's in a okay. brothel? No. She never... <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. No, wait. no, 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 wait, wait, wait. No, wait, wait, no. It's not, it's not like that. No. So my mama's, um, my mama's working, my mama's working a brothel, and and so they, we watch them get ready in in the, in the morning, well at night, uh, before they send us away. Right. So, no, no, it's fine. I'm not. 
I didn't take offense. It's so it is totally fine. During this conversation, Mistel sits there and raises her hand. Ow. Hi, Mistel. What's a brothel? Uh, well, it's a place where ladies um, entertain men. Uh, they, they do things that the men want them to do. Not always like dirty things, but sometimes dirty things. And um, like there's dirt and mud? No, sometimes no. it's just reproduction and yeah, copulation. Yeah. Oh. Well, except not because they make sure that they don't reproduce, but like the thing that makes people reproduce, like they do that. Sometimes it looks like signal oh. dancing, but I can't understand it. You're not supposed to watch that, B. <laughs> sometimes they don't close the windows. <laughs> that that is creepy. That's creepy. Watching it put on her makeup is not creepy. Yeah. That that is creepy. I'm not. It is a little bit creepy, bees. Why? This is the best conversation. Because that's a very private thing. It's Mama not. Said. Some of us are reproducing right now in the hive. <laughs> B. How many times? Do Everybody the queen. doesn't work like you. I I go. I have a brothel. I go well, over to Varouche. Well, that does actually raise a fairly interesting academic point. And Given that bees is technically a different species, well, you might consider the fact that he has occasionally seen something as xenobiology research. And I lean over to Varouche. Mm -hmm. Did you just accuse bees of doing research? We're a researcher! <laughs> and Congratulations, I... bees. You all are a scientist. You have to call us professor now. And to That's not happening. I go, are we really <laughs> listening to them figure out the birds and the bees right now? <laughs> oh my god. When it's two birds and a, pair, and a pile of bees, yes. Yes. <laughs> because the person driving is still getting ready. So I'm gonna be in the truck bed, yeah, for most of the ride <laughs> with this, and I just set the lady <laughs> across my lap again. Mistle's I'm almost. Gonna... I've I've heard I've heard. I'm almost there. I just have to do the glitter, and we're fine. The glitter Mistle's... is all important. It is part of getting your spell slots back. One hundred percent. Well, no, getting the spell slots back is making a phone call to my daddy. <laughs> Mistel's gonna fly over and inspect the makeup because she has never seen this before. I like to I like ready. I like to think that it's hey dad, I'm out of spells. Can you hand me another can you hand me another pile? And it's just like <laughs> that is absolutely yes. Hey, daddy, I need you to Venmo me some spell slots. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like snap spell slots. Oh no, everything's fine. Everything's hey. going great here. Yep. No, no, he's doing a great job. Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm here with a bunch of really cool people. Uh, yeah, no, I've got to go. So, love you. Bye. <laughs> Hang up really quick. Um, what kind of makeup does she have? I mean... It is. It, it's probably pretty fairly high end. Um, 
Like, is it like foundation? You said there's glitter. There's, yeah, it's so. <laughs> it would almost be, I feel like, because specific, specifically Eladrin and a little bit more, more enhanced looking makeup, it would almost be bordering on like theatrical <laughs> levels. Um, but, but not quite there. It's been a long time since I've done much makeup stuff. So my like specifics are in mm -hmm. my, they left my head in like yeah. the drug fueled college era. Um, That's fine. But yeah. So Mistel is fascinated by this. Oh. Um, and to the point where she will forget that she hates Kindle for a little bit. Sweet. And <laughs> asks, so how do you do this? as she like pokes a finger in a thing of foundation or glitter or whatever is over you, there. You shouldn't touch oh my that God. They don't like that. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Do you want me to do your makeup? Yes. And he will <laughs> proceed to go on. All right, sit down and go. She'll yep. sit down. Yep, and and talk about what she's doing. She's doing it, so she can, she's teaching how to do it. This isn't going to really affect the outcome. I just want to see how well you do it. Give me a performance check. I am not wonderful at performance, but I am not awful. On the flip side, I'm also rolling dice. Can I assist? Hmm. Sure, why not? <laughs> Yay! Yeah, take advantage. Fans like pointing out. Hey, look! The dice liked me for once. Nice. So yeah, it's it's a it's an expert and appropriately chosen makeup uh makeup application designed they, around the unique look that that uh, Mistel has. And it is done like a fucking YouTube tutorial <laughs> of explanation. Uh, the whole time, Mistel is just like a small child who is having this done for the first time. And awesome. she's fascinated by everything. I like so a I little like bit more than an hour is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, okay. I, I, I love that this is intercut with shots of Varouche just sort of like drumming. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's just every every about five minutes, he just like looks back to see if they're done. Nope. Nope. There's was, definitely uh, a point where, like, uh, uh, Coltarn opens up one of the one of the like portions of his like uh, backpack, pulls out a pair of beers, and hands one to Varouche. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll have one of those. Which is roughly when Till steps up to Coltarn and says, "Excuse me, uh, you have anything ref reflective, mirror, anything like that in your?" <laughs> Yeah, give me a second. I'm sure I have something like you have something mirror. reflective, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. I pull mm -hmm. out. I like you have pull... something with a mirror finish on it. I pull out like a uh, some of the things that I uh, some of the uh, some of the bits and pieces that I use for um uh, for laser targeting. Uh, okay. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. like, so no, that would totally make sense. Like yep. A, mm -hmm. Strapped yep. together mm -hmm. like a like a, a multifaceted. Uh, like a bunch of smaller like mirror reflectors strapped together onto a onto like a metal back. Uh, mm -hmm. To make like a small disjointed hand mirror, and hand right. that over. Right, and Till will just 
pass that to Mistle once once Kendall's done. It's kind of like so, seeing yourself through the eyes of a fly, but you know. When 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 Coltarn makes a hand mirror, it's basically a full length mirror for Mistle. So <laughs> she will look at it and then squeal in glee and clap her hands, and as best as she can, give Kendall a hug. Yep. She's she's tiny, but you know. Oh, for like, sure. Hug your shoulder. It just becomes more adorable. <laughs> it is full on hug back. She's a foot and a half, so she's the size of a small dog. Please don't kill me with the hug. No, no. <laughs> hey, let's go. Kendall probably has some level of experience dealing with smaller types of creatures being... Yeah, I mean, they're called... They're, in, in Varans are nicknamed fairies. They're not fairies, but they're, they're nicknamed fairies, fairies but... because they look like them. Yeah. So you being the child of an archfey have probably actually dealt she with fairies. She knows how to hug fairies. Yeah, she knows right. how to hug fairies without crushing them. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I I can show you more later. Yes, please. Awesome. Yeah, so, so while that's happening, conversation between Varush and bees. So the, <clears throat> again, some of the bees are sort of swirling around and are starting to uh, to alight on the um what what is it that you call the the, the weapon that Varush has in his lap? Uh, it's just a laser bow. Like it's okay. just, uh, it's unfolded right now, but, um, yeah, it's just basically like dark metal that, uh, just, it looks like a basic recurve bow just made out of metal. Okay. Um, so some of the bees are, are coming and will land on it unless Varush stops them. I, no, I gave Varush a beer. He's cool now. Yeah. <laughs> What is this? Uh, it's a laser bow. Also generally dangerous. Don't crawl in there. Okay. Where'd you get it? Work. Where's... At the cop store? <laughs> the cop store? Uh, is... Question. Is the void gate visible from... Uh, no. Where... No, you can't. Space. Especially not on Nocturna, which has an atmosphere that does not allow visible okay. light through yeah. it. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, have you... I, For the most I, part, anyway? It, 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 safe... Like, Nocturna's atmosphere siph like filters out 98% of visible light. Dark. Uh, <laughs> does does Coltarn have a, a data pad? Coltarn's a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Have you do you know what a void gate is? We sure do. What's that? <laughs> it's so, think of it like a door that you walk through or you fly a ship through and then you go from one place to another place really far away. Sitting literally on the opposite side of the car of the car bed from where this conversation is happening, I'll pull out a small like a small metal disc. And use some of my magical tinkering to make it project a uh, hollow, like a, like a, like an illusion of an active void gate above it, and with like yeah, ships so, going in and out. And I'll just sort of pass that over towards the roof. Yeah, he it pulls up a hologram that depicts this massive ring-like structure with what looks like teeth chopping down from from the top and bottom, with this black, pitch black hole held between it. 
and ships just passing through and disappearing without appearing on the other side. I'm not gonna be able to pronounce through. I'm not gonna be able to pronounce it with this voice, William, but it's the one that I told you about. Uh yes, let me send me that in uh, Slack, yeah. So the the people the organization that I work for makes sure that you travel safely through these. To do that, they have these rooms called armories that are full of weapons. That's where I got it. So if someone's not safe, you shoot them. If they are, yes. If, they, if they're being, if they're, if they're causing harm, I shoot them. How do you know what's harm? Uh, generally, if they're hostile. Do you get to decide who's hostile? Uh, no, but context is normally a good indicator of who is the aggressing party. That's mostly what we deal with, because not everything that's through that gate is nice. And that's mainly what we deal with. Like the the shadow things that the pirates had with them, yes, uh, yeah, yesterday. Yeah, things like hostile. that. Okay. And yeah. you don't care about taking things. Nope. Okay. Uh, that that's someone else's department. <laughs> yeah. Generally, no. So if it's hostile, we attack it. That's what generally I do. Speak, generally speaking, if it's hostile, it'll attack you first. Yeah. Generally, you don't have to wait. Uh, okay. If it's hostile, it'll attack you. Don't wait. Attack. Got it. <laughs> Just if, if you see me nod, how about you wait for that? Okay. Nobody asked for Rouge any yes questions. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now he's just going to have to be hyper aware of if his head is bobbing accidentally. <laughs> boy, don't boy, don't boy, fall boy, asleep in a chair, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, how do you say if that? If you one think way? I didn't just write myself a post-it that says "If Varus nods, attack," <laughs> then you don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I so can't it's wait. The, the 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 name of the void gate is Void Gate Smith Abiot. Smiteaborg. Was it, what I was gonna say wasn't wasn't that Captain Hook's first mate? Mm -hmm. No, that's me. That's Smiteaborg. Yeah, Smeo on the boat. That that's that's the <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. So Till's I'm... just gonna go now. Now that Till's done his you know humanitarian thing for the day, he's gonna go sit in the co-pilot's chair and wait. <laughs> We have a we have a body we really need to get somewhere. Are we ready to go? Huh? Oh yeah, no, I am totally good. Typically the body's not actually decomposed. So Doesn't yeah, I mean we don't need that. to get it somewhere. Hmm? I mean you guys are the grown ups, I'm just saying. Yeah, that's weird to all of you who have ever seen a dead body before, by the way. <laughs> I'm still drinking a beer. Is it in the back of the car? Smell weird at all? 
It smells I'm, like nothing. So I'm yeah. So that's weird. Yes, it has it, zero scent. What about taste? Like, not obviously biting parts off of it, but if if the bees will get down on yeah, it. Yeah, just like use it, like just try and get a, a, a taste sample of it. Yeah. It tastes like nothing. Okay. Like, like not in that. It's, 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 like you have a, you have a, like you have a, like you have a pressure sensation of like, like there is something received. But there, there is no flavor sensation. So, so not, not even like it, it, it's a neutral taste. It's like there, there's nothing being transmitted. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like you have a pressure sensation, but no flavor receptors activated. Got it. Got it. Okay. It's it's not characterized matter. Cool. All right. Well, we have a map. We know which way to go from here. I believe. Let's get on the lack of road. <clears throat> Nistel is now sitting on Kendall's shoulder, playing with her hair. Very, Kendall does not mind one bit. She has a new best friend, and she is okay with that. The rest of the journey, someone roll me a D100. Who pick me? I love I love I love starting out like I'm gonna say the rest of the journey is uneventful and then asking for a die roll. Whoops. Well fortunately with the first one. Fortunately the rest of the journey is in fact uneventful. Hey. Uh eventually you find yourselves in a clearing where the mass foliage that tends to block out a good portion of the view of the sky such as it is um, parts and the marsh becomes grassland and for the only place that you have seen in the entirety of the planet of Nocturna rays of sunlight peek through as you find yourself outside of what looks like a quaint cottage in the middle of the forest. Is this something that bees have ever seen before? I was going to say, I want to see how bees responds to direct you've sunlight. never seen sunlight in, well, you've seen twilight. Like, they're, like, in the height of summer, like Nocturna gets a bit of twilight. No, like the environmental lighting condition. <laughs> you have never seen direct sunlight in your life. As a, as a pile of bees, all all of all of the bees start to glow. The 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 semi-translucent abdomen start to glow as close as they can get to the, uh, the sort of golden yellow of the sunlight, and they start to drift a little further away. We're still in the in the dust runner, right? Yep. Um, so they all sort of start to buzz out and around. The ones inside are pressing up against the windshield. The ones outside are buzzing up and around. What's that? Also, if so, Gideon's never been off planet, Gideon's never seen sunlight in his life. I don't know. But that's... It's the sun. Pretty. It's... The sun? Like, it's... Yeah. yeah. So who's it's that? It's like we want to be. Um, William, does Nocturna have a sun, or is this more starlight? 
It does have a sun. Okay. Um, but the atmosphere filters out, like I said, ninety-eight percent of the visible starlight, light. Let's be honest. I mean, yeah, like, but there's, there's a difference <laughs> between sunlight and starlight. If yeah. not, if Nocturner didn't orbit a sun, it would be completely frozen. Um, but so it's, it it's, had... it's a relatively cold planet, but the atmospheric composition filters out about ninety-eight percent of visible light. So, so if you it's don't the get sun, any sunlight now, too. Who's its parents? It's spelled differently, Gideon. Actually, that's sort of a long story, but... Uh, the answer is... Uh, the, the religious answer is Saul, by the way. Yeah. A big, dra- it, a big space dragon. Think of it like a star. Oh, a star! He's I probably never seen those nice. either, right? <laughs> He's never seen one before, but... No, no but right about them. told me about them. Yeah, they're the things. They're like uh, uh, gas. Like, they're big balls of gas. And yes. when you go in space, they're really bright. But why is it here? This one's I mean, closer. Also, they're people. Well, because not people, gods, but you know. Sunlight reaches planets, some planets. Really? There's a lot of sun where I'm from. Huh. It's pretty. It's warm, too. Oh, I like warm. Yeah, as you enter the sunlight, the temperature does rise a few degrees. Never look directly at the sun. Oh, sorry, too late. So, um. of note, of note, when you look up, you just see the eternal gray sky of Nocturna. These god rays are coming from nowhere. Hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I look towards the shed. When Mistle flies like into the sunlight, is it warm? Oh yeah, it definitely feels like sunlight, but there's no source. Hmm. You said there was a building. Yep, it's a small cottage. I look towards the cottage. <coughs> you know, well, I suppose this is where we reverse trick or treat a corpse. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, as soon as we get close enough to park, I will yep. get out Does with Tolbar mean... and the corpse. <laughs> yep, I drive up. All right. Let's go ask the Oracle what killed this man. And give it back. No. No? No. Oh, right. We're here because of the dead guy from the... I completely forgot. Yeah. So, what are we going to do with it once we figure out where it came from? We're going to let... That'll probably depend on the answer. Yeah. Yeah, but what do we do with him? Probably drop him back off with the law keeper. Or in a bog. That's how you get zombies. You say that as if there aren't already zombies. I mean, that's how you get zombies. What one more zombie is not a better situation in most circumstances, in my experience. How do we know he's not already a zombie? I mean, tell that tell that to the tell that to the undead that actually live as part of society, Jack. 
most only turn to piracy that most sentient undead only turn to piracy because the world rejects them. Hill draws a distinction between sapient undead that are a contribution to the societal fabric and shambling monsters who want to eat your brains and have little to no intellect to speak of. There's a difference between zombie and an undead. At least as far as Till's concerned. He might be wrong. <laughs> You're probably not, but anyway. <laughs> the car parks and Poltarn and Tolbar get out carrying this corpse. I'm walking towards the door. I don't know if anybody else is following me. Yeah. Uh, if everybody else is going, then I'm going. Mm -hmm. Bees, going. Bees are absolutely distracted. Fair job. Yep. Oh, yeah, I'm oh, going. Bees! Bees! The, the, the hive body is, is not moving, and the bees themselves are still sort of uh, glowing and, and, and just floating around almost aimlessly gonna... in the sunlight. I'm going to tap the armor. Bees! Bees, we got to go! What? We got to go! But we're... The thing we're here to do, we got to do it. We found it. Yeah, so we got to go do the thing we're here to do. Okay. They will slowly, reluctantly come back to the, the hive armor, and then it will start to lurch after the others. As you approach the door, it swings open smoothly without creaking on its own, leading to what looks to be a softly lit interior, the scent of incense burning inside, and a, and a, and a melodious voice calls out from inside, Enter, fate touched. So you or me? I enter. <laughs> Stop me if you hear me. Stop me if you've heard this one before. And I just leave it as I, as we bring the corpse in. She waits as you enter. Yep. I'm assuming everyone else follows in behind. Oh yep. yeah. Mm -hmm. These these will come last, and they sort of stop in the doorway with it open. Is it still in the sun a little bit? Yeah, and it's 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 well lit inside as well, but not sunlight. Yeah. <laughs> Coming down a flight of stairs as you enter is a human-ish looking woman with uh, pale alabaster skin and long flowing golden hair that is tied uh, with a red band into a small ponytail that rests around the front of her shoulder. Uh, dressed in robes of white and black with silver trimmings, uh, carrying a tall black and silver staff with a ruby red crystal gem set into the into the inset at the top. Her eyes are this faintly iridescent silver, and you can just constantly see the faint outline of a golden halo around the back of her head. It's just kind of translucently there. She wears a 
wears a she wears a symbol of the dragon goddess Saul around her neck. Uh, and looks to the group of you. Hi. Greetings. My name is Janya. How can I help you? Potty on the floor. Janya, I'm I'm Kendall. Uh, it's all my friends. And it is. It's a pleasure to meet all of you, Faint Touched. So, we ran into this body, and we don't know how the body died, and we need help. Indeed. Somebody else ran into the body, and then we found them. And then we saw the body was there already. I think yeah. it's more like the body ran into someone. Like it yeah, that. fell. Well, yeah. You've, encount- you've encountered the body of the Forgotten. Who? You brought it here to me. That. The Forgotten. An individual forgotten by the gods themselves. Oh, that, that sounds, sounds really bad. sad. So then how do they have a name? They don't. Well, I mean, the they name, don't. they're called The Forgotten. That's kind of like a title, capital F, capital T. Because they've been forgotten. Everyone. And everything. You'd think if they were forgotten, you wouldn't know to call them The Forgotten, though, is the thing. I don't know what else Fear. to call them. Kind of like how Mama Erin says that orphans are the ignored. All right, we're getting a little bit off topic. I mean... So, sorry. There's... She's an oracle. I'm sure, you know, that surpasses. She's also polite and just letting us ramble. How about we do a bit of silence so she can inform us? Just saying. Okay. The Forgotten is a guardian. And now that which he guarded is open. I will show you a vision. What you make of it and what you see within it, what you decide to do with this knowledge will be up to you. But know that it is not what is or what was or even what will be, but something of but something of each. Till very carefully make sure his guns are secure and then holds his hands behind his back because he knows that you don't do visions while you have your hands on your weapons so that's how accidents happen are you prepared sure believe so i mean sure yeah The one currently known as bees. Are you prepared? Be more sun. I'm afraid the place that you're going to see is likely very dark. That doesn't sound ominous at all. Okay. And she, when everyone is ready, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she t- 
taps her staff on the ground, and there's this reverberating pulse of energy that seems to make the air in front of you vibrate. And everything begins to fade away. The ground, the sunlight, everything. As if you're standing in an empty void. And then surroundings rush into place around you. And you find yourself standing in what can only be described as a throne room drawn out of your worst nightmares. As everywhere you look, you see structures built simultaneously of meat and bone and yet matter that you've never seen. Things that seem ethereal and wrong with burning hellfire surrounding you in all directions. The, the skulls of horned creatures on pikes on various places of demonstration and sitting directly across from you is a lone individual seated on a throne that is itself an ossuary just piles of skulls sitting at its feet the throne itself formed of carved bone not the bones of any creature you've ever seen and sitting on the throne is an individual dressed in glowing black. A, a cloak that drapes, about, that drapes about the sides with spiked metal pauldrons. Deep, dark leggings with a belt adorned in skulls. Their chest and abdomen exposed and yet seeming almost as if part of the outfit as their skin is charcoal. With a necklace of fangs and teeth with fire seeming to peer between the cracks in this individual's skin with a dark hood that shows no face as it looks at the group of you and you feel this palpable sense of dread as this figure looks upon each of you and stands and begins to walk towards you and you have this sense that you are in danger and that this is a battle that you are about to have to either fight or die in. What do you do? Head first. I'm going. Pull out the heavy blade. Wait, before I do that, actually. Does this look like any sort of aberration or is this more hell themed? This is a fiend. Okay. All right. Then, yeah. Heavy Blade comes out. I take to the air. I would like to, 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 to immediately upon the first step, scream. Real loud. Because, question, before Varouche charges, does he not? Uh... <laughs> I don't think he looks around to see if anybody's okay. here with him. <laughs> More fair important enough, question: Are we alone in this vision? No, you're all you're all standing next to each other. Cool. Uh, in that case, uh, shield. Uh, actually, no, shield not out. Um, shotgun out and toll bar armed. Still screaming. Yep. Till's jumping in front of Kendall. And guns out. Nistel will take Kendall's hand. It's okay. We're all here. You don't need to be afraid. 
will also uh, pull out my holy symbol and abjure the extra planar. Yep. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna cut the situation short. You are not able to defeat this individual over the course of this. As you enter the fray in various positions or don't, he seems to either be impervious to your blows or consider them laughable as he bats you aside, crushes your defense, and doesn't even seem to draw a blade as he washes you in hellfire and obliterates you from existence. And as each of you burns in the raw fires of Sarheim, you find yourselves back in the cottage, Still standing where you me. were. Even at the cottage. The torch bees surge out of the uh, hive body towards the oracle to attack. Let's... I, 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 I will sort of interpose myself between bees and the oracle if I can. Bees, it was a vision. That hurt! Yeah, I know, yes, it did. They did it to us! It was a vision, bees. There's loud, angry buzzing, but they won't actually attack the, the oracle. But they are swarming around. And clearly agitated. <laughs> Why would you show us that? I what said, "Was that that was what was, what is, and what will be something of each." What you witnessed oh. was the cause of this situation. What you felt was, as you are now, what you can do about it. But what you encountered is where you eventually must be. You who are fate touched. What? Do you want us to go fight that thing? I want nothing. I merely show you how the twisting realms of fate lay themselves before you. In all of this, Till was initially going to react to try and uh, snap Kendall out of it as much as possible. Starting with a, like, grab shoulders, little shake, but if more direct things are necessary, he can, he can, he can, he's got options. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. still holding on to Kendall's hand. There probably does need to be a slap. Okay. He'll he'll start with just flicking her on the forehead, but yeah. if yeah, right. But if a slap is necessary, he can he can manage that. That will definitely shut her up and she goes. Right. Sorry. How? I apologize. Being witness to the same vision, I can tell you this. The individual you saw is a lord among the fiends of Sarheim, perhaps one who could be called a king, a king of demons. And it is he that is responsible for the death of the Forgotten. And with the Forgotten's death, his forces are unleashed. 
So uh, that's cool. Real quick, what if I say no? If no one rises to defeat the Forgotten, or well, sorry, if no one rises to defeat this King of Demons, then his forces will spread across the galaxy. And the hell of Sarheim will be known to the material world. Even Nocturno? Even here. Probably not in the swamp. Gideon, you can come live with us in the swamp. So what you're saying is either we die sooner or we die later. As you are now, you do not have the strength to face this demon king. But fate does not lay out a task to those who need it without a way to succeed. So we can get stronger. Indeed you can. I've got like a pile of wrecked projects back on a station, on a space station, the other side of the galaxy that disagrees with you. There is a difference between coincidence and fate. Fate is not something that happens every day. Well... The world is the world is the world is made of choices. Everyone, every day, makes individual choices and decisions. It is very rare that fate will lay something out for someone. There is no such thing as predetermination. Only a quest and a series of circumstances that have been engineered to allow those to succeed upon it. Whether you do or not is up to those decisions that you make every day. But the task has been laid before you. And what you do with it is your own. And know that the consequences of failure will be vast and far-reaching. If it keeps my mom safe, I'm in. Literally what I signed up for. Sorry, but it's not for the rest of you. Till looks like he's having an aneurysm right about now. <clears throat> Goldarn's definitely like, you know, you can tell on his face, he's like, this is not the thing that I do. I don't fight demons. Does he say that? No, no, but you can tell, like, it's it's on He's got the I'm a mechanic look on his face. Like, you can see it's processing in his brain. Cool. Well, you going to get rid of this body or do we need to take it back with us? I will do what I can with the forgotten. She says as she as she just reaches a hand up and the body begins to levitate. Oh shit, where'd he go? I told you we were giving it back. I just what turned and walked out the door. He guarding. The door to hell. Oh. One more thing. If we're fated, then that means we're all fated, right? All of you have come to me today. And perhaps even those you meet along your travels. Fate has a way of spreading to those that stumble in its path. So we can get more help. You can. 
and you likely will. Some of you may stumble. Your choices are your own. And it is possible to fail in this path, even partially. Death is not impossible, even if you succeed. But know that failure means death for everyone. Great. Great. Can you give me just one second? I need to make a phone call to someone. Um, <laughs> I'm already one place, the there's car. no bars. Oh, says right? you. I'm already at the bar. Oh, all oh, right. Bars, cell phone bars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> other, other bars. I'm at the car breaking out alcohol right now. <laughs> I have a brewer's kit. I have brewer supplies for a reason. <laughs> Mr. will fly over to the Oracle. I was wondering if you could help me with something. Ask, and I can answer if I can. There are some people I've been looking for. I was wondering if you could help me find them. Describe them to me. Uh, they look a lot like me. Are they your family? Yes. My abilities involve reading the skein of fate. Often adventurers come to me because they are fate-touched. I cannot read the motions of every day. I cannot tell the decisions that individuals will make in the moment. I can only see the outline of fate as it rests before someone. But I can tell you that your family is alive. Where you will find them, I cannot say. But your decisions can lead, them to, can lead you to them. Thank you. Who's still in the cottage? Uh, Roosh is. Kendall is. Oh, okay. I thought Kendall like left to go make a phone call. No, no. She, oh, okay. she looks at her communicator for a long period of time. I... Huh, there must be no reception in here. She finally says sort of awkwardly and walks out. There's a faint smile that tugs at the oracle's face. Janya, do you... Can you see the next step in our path? We Ooh, hear that the demon king is attempting to invade the galaxy. And that we are the ones fated to stop it, but... <clears throat> knowing where to go next... That there, I, or at least some hint of what might be worth pursuing, just as a next step. I'm not asking for a full roadmap. I can see the first of what may be many allies on your quest ahead of you. It will come from an unlikely place, from what would, in most situations, be considered your enemy. But you will find upon the door to the galaxy the gate that holds near 
somewhere in a city that exists around the void gate nearest here. You will find this ally, and they may provide you with what you need next. Gilgamesh Station. Gilgamesh Station is the closest thing to the Void Gate. No, no, actually, most Void Gates have their own, like, cities around them. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Which is what she's referring to. Okay, okay. That makes sense. Um, and this is beyond that. You will likely find the tools, the resources to procure the strength you need. From the organization that is designed around providing those to the individuals who seek them. The Core Adventurers League may be a place to seek strength, to seek allies, no. No. to seek what you need to grow to be strong enough to meet this challenge. Very well. All right. As it stands, you are the only ones who know of the situation, and not to make it clear to you, not many will believe you. The idea that this mysterious Hellgate would suddenly open and legions of demon ships would begin to pour into the galaxy seems impossible, unfathomable to most, and most will not believe it until those ships are upon their very homeworld. Well, we can at least try, I guess. The idea that the death of one individual whose name no one knows could open this gate would seem even more ridiculous. But his uh-huh. namelessness is by intent. He was never meant to be found. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> Nor was he meant to be killed, she says, looking somewhat confused for a second. The Demon King wields a power that he should not. He wields the end of all things. Is it possible that this forgotten person was actually the one who was fated to stop the Demon King? And since we found him, the fate was passed to us? I will say this. The Forgotten has acted as the gatekeeper for hell for many millennia. And thus, on his death, the quest to stop that which would come through in his absence is laid before you in fate. It is perhaps more accurate to say that your fate exists because he died, rather than that his death passed it upon to you. Okay, that makes sense. With a 12 on a religion check, do I have any, does Tittle have any idea what the end of all things power would be? Dinunga Gap. Okay. The, the, the void is considered to be literally nothingness. Okay. It, is, it is theorized that if anything could kill a god, it mm-hmm. would come from the void. Okay. 
So we're not and, talking Magnus here, necessarily. No. Okay. No. <laughs> Mag- Magnus is considered the god of entropy. Right. He wants nothing to do with Ganunga Gap. Ganunga Gap is an entropy. Ganunga Gap is nothingness. Right. Okay. Makes sense. Hmm. And it's a power that's supposed to be antithetical to just about everything that isn't it. So it's hard to imagine a demon being able to wield it. Right. <laughs> like, there are, there are occasionally void-touched spellcasters, but they are an anomaly. Uh-huh, weird. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. And decidedly not demons usually. Right. Because demons are not like physical beings usually. They're made up of essence and void eats essence. Uh-huh. uh-huh. All right. Till's just gonna look around at everybody else like so are we hanging out. I'm already at the car. Mistel yeah. has followed after Kendall. Uh, I mean, if you're good, I'm good. Bees, bees left a while ago. That was the. Well, it's just us three in there still. <laughs> Two birds and an elephant. Well, if you have any more questions, you. I will answer what I can. But again, my power only extends to the scheme of fate. And I cannot see every step upon it. I can only see the outline. As it is made of many decisions before you. I uh, I think we're good. In, so, this might be a bit presumptuous. You don't have like a comm number or anything if we think of anything later. You can reach me, but know that I will not always be available or even able to help. Oh. Of course. No, that that's that's very kind of you. You're not going to text the Oracle of Fate you up, question mark? <laughs> More than occasionally, the environment of Nocturna becoming difficult to pass signal through as as spotty galnet connection can be considered here. Oftentimes I will be held up with other matters. As my duty as the Oracle here is one of many. I am huh. a servant of Saul. Absolutely understand. It is funny to bring you one who my mistress has forgotten. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll end up in the same spot one day. You never know. Not me. Hovering off the ground. Hovering off the ground is a quest objective for a bunch of schmucks to pick up. Mm -hmm. We're the schmucks still, John. I know. Well, Till's going to go check on his assignment. Yep. Well, thanks for your time. Bye. He nods. So those that exited earlier... as well. Be in there to see it. (laughs) (laughs) Those those that exited earlier would have seen uh, Coltarn basically having extricated some form of keg, uh, some form of technological keg, uh, and has topped off a very large mug with a very good head of foam, and it's just downing it. 
<coughs> Nistel has uh, flown over to Kendall and given her a hug. Kendall is uh, definitely take the hug. Um, is uh, I don't know what 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 this world's equivalent of like the social drug that is a cigarette would be, but that's what she's doing. Cigarette. Act. 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 Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> they're made of different things, but they're cigarettes. Yeah, okay, fair, fair. Golden I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. But is probably what's being said. As I, I don't think you are. I, no, no, I'm okay. It's never seen anything like that. That was a little bit. That was a little creepy. But you know what? I'm fine now. I'm fine. I don't think any Ever of Bloom us have seen name, anything is, like that. Everbloom is the name of the popular weed that goes into most cigarettes. Got it. They're usually called a bloom stick. I will call it that. And I so, still don't um, think you're fine. Uh, I'm, I'm as fine really... as everybody else. It's, it, I'm... Yeah. I'm really sorry to bother you, Kendall, but you're the only one who can drive. Uh-huh. I would like to get back. Yeah, no, yeah, we can, we can definitely... We should... We should, we should wait for my bodyguard for sure. Um, he was he came out with me. Okay, you guys are already. Yeah, out. I was gonna say. Right, yeah, I was confused. Till, Till just yeah. steps into view. Right, you are here. Good, yes, awesome. Mister um, will fly over to Till, whisper in his ear. She says she's fine, but she's not fine. <laughs> Till just gives her a very subtle, not subtle at all, thumbs up. <laughs> yep, nope, let's go. Flick cigarette away, walks by. I'm assuming while walking to the to to the driver's seat. Did one you just flick a pack. cigarette into the lawn of the Oracle of Soul? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, actually, probably more into the swamp area, but okay, still. Okay, but still, right. <laughs> she wasn't really specific on where it went. <laughs> um, I'm assuming I have to pass by pass by the 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 distillery that has been set up. Yeah. She just p- passes by, stops. Like stops for just like a fraction of a second to smoothly from a glass. You don't know where the glass came from, but the glass came from somewhere. Uh, take get a good old, good old, good old glass full. Coltarn and will, Coltarn will pour for you. Yeah, and like without even without even pausing in step, right. it is empty by the time she is in the driver's seat. Nice. Gideon Clown's going to his mouth. Is it insight to tell whether or not this is going to be Kendall driving impaired? Yeah. It's good. It's good dwarven mead, too. 24. Probably not enough to throw off her driving in okay. most situations. Right. Hard to tell in the marsh, but. What? Till's just gonna sit down in the passenger seat and make sure he's within arm's reach of the yoke. <laughs> in case. 
I have an interesting question. Okay. So, in the description for Unseen Servant, servant can perform simple tasks that a human servant can do, such as fetching things, cleaning, mending, <laughs> folding clothes, lighting fire, etc. Is driving one of those things? <laughs> Unseen chauffeur. <laughs> I will say because you specifically are proficient in the vehicle, yes. Amazing. Yeah. So she sits down next to the driver's seat. Okay. <laughs> Second, like in the middle of the bench seat. Yep. Just. <laughs> All right. We're going home, Jeeves. Yep. Glorious. How's, how's bees doing in this whole situation? Bees are not in the car. Bees are sort of standing. The 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 hive armor is standing sort of erect but slumped over. Um, sort of the shoulders are kind of cocked to a weird angle. The arms are just hanging down limp. Um, in in the farthest sunbeam from the cottage, and oh. uh, the the torch bees are sort of milling around through the light, kind of aimlessly around the hive armor. Erect but slumped over is my Sex Pistols cover band. Jesus. That's real good. That's super, super good. Oh, crap. We're forgetting B. I hop out of the gunner's mouth and run over to him. B! Bees, we gotta go. Bees, dude. Tap the armor. That wasn't good. The voice from all around you, a little, a little fainter, a little more echoey, just because the torch bees are spread out more. I'm gonna sit down next to him. No, it wasn't. But you heard what she said. If we don't stop that thing, it's gonna come to Nocturna. <laughs> it's gonna kill our mama, and it's gonna destroy your swamp. And I'm gonna be honest with you, bees. I'm just a punk kid from the swamp or from Nocturna, but I'm not gonna let that happen if I'm the one supposed to stop it. And I don't know how I'm gonna do that. But buddy, put my arm on his shoulder or on the armor shoulder. I promise you, I'm gonna stop it. Gideon. We can't stop that thing. Not yet. But you heard what she said. She said, we can get stronger. She said, we're the ones who are supposed to do it. And Mama Erin says that as long as you, where there's a will, there's a way. As long as you believe you can do it and you will do whatever you will or whatever is necessary to do, then you can do it. And well, what else is this? We're just gonna sit here and watch our home burn because we're too scared to stop it? We don't want to lose the swamp. And I don't want to lose the city. We don't want to lose your mamas. We don't want to lose you, Gideon. And I don't want to lose you, Beast. We so let's go out there and kick some butt. Can we find more sunlight? We're going to find all the sunlight in the galaxy, bud. Okay. I like, that, I like that Gideon is the Vaughn 
of this game. <laughs> I reference that only Final Fantasy twelve players will know. These will uh slowly at first and then increasingly quickly flow back into the hive armor and then, which will start to move again and uh, shamble after Gideon back towards the car toward the dust runner. I'm gonna climb up in the gunner's mount and as soon as bees is in the dust runner I say all right let's go kick some ass bees gets closer and is sort of moving slowly moving faster and seems to be coming back to themselves a little bit and then gets closer to the dust runner sees that the uh, driver's seat is open and immediately goes and starts pulling at the driver. <laughs> We're driving. Into, We're driving. Bump, it's time. You bump into something <laughs> as you try and climb in. Because the unseen servant is not intangible. The driver's seat is weird. Sorry, um, Pete. William's driving today. Oh, God. You named your unseen servant. <laughs> Why would I not? <laughs> how, how, does William great. have... Does William have independent feelings? And if so, do those feelings include any towards being covered with bees? Because if so, they are experiencing those right now. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know. No, mindless. Specifically mindless. Okay, so fair. Doesn't mind. So, okay. So, it looks like there is a bee person. Yeah, exactly. Person made out no of longer, bees. William driving. is no longer invisible. I'm not going to lie. That's pretty fucking metal. Yep. <laughs> Fucking tested. The 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 um the the hive armor, which is becomes even more sluggish and uncoordinated when most of the bees are out of it, sort of slumps into the back through one of you know into any open space, maybe even just into the bed of the dust runner, but just sort of slumps aboard. And from from the air around William, you hear, "We're driving." (laughs) As the unseen servant. Begins to drive you back home. Yep. On the trip back short, you manage to avoid any further encounters with the Bloodkin. Now, there will become a point where, A, first I will have to recast Unseen Servant. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how far the total trip is back. More than About two 16 hours. hours. Yeah, so at some point I'm going to have I'm gonna have to somehow... Finagle getting into that spot. You stop before the unseen servant. Yeah, I will stop. Yeah. Time. Yep. And then you have the unseen servant with bees <laughs> still on them. Stand up and walk out so you yep. can get in the scene. And I quickly jump in. The bees attempt to swarm into the space. <laughs> Frozen. Get off. Aladrin. Bees. bees. <laughs> Driving. Bees. Bees. We don't touch people. We don't touch people without their consent. But it was Remember, Mama Aaron said consent. You had your turn. You got Mama Aaron says a lot of things apparently. Mama Aaron's the one that talks about it. He's gonna sit with me. Okay. The bees will the bees will begrudgingly begrudgingly uh buzz out of the out of the seat making room for uh, for Kendall. I'm very tempted to offer bees a beer. I think it, to be clear, they weren't swarming onto Kendall. It was more as Kendall was shifting over, suddenly the seat like right under that buttock was full of bees. Yeah, still. No, I mean you definitely didn't want to sit on it. For sure. Or I don't know. I don't know what Kendall's into, but Probably not. 
You got your EpiPen? Looks over. <laughs> I feel like you need an Epi tank at that point. <laughs> right. Looks over until like, good news. Yeah, not the worst thing that's happened today. Perspective. Go. I don't think your father's going to be happy about this. Yeah, no, I tried to call, but there wasn't any reception. I don't know what that whole thing was about. I'm sure it's fine. We don't have to tell him. <laughs> it's okay. That is your call. Or lack thereof. I think we'll be fine. He's busy. I mean, He's got a lot going on. You'll be fine. That's sort of what I'm here for. It'll all work out. You'll see. Okay. Fucking brilliant. Anything else that needs to happen over the course of this day and a half car drive? <coughs> Make use you let of my these actually supplies. drive for any part of it. Knowing the knowing the route that we took, is there anywhere that is would be in very safe for a non-driver to drive? Long clear clear spots that last for more than like last like an hour or something like that. So it so it's not like okay, you drove for twenty minutes now you have to get out. Like I'll tell you that the clearing theory. I'll tell you that I'll tell you that the clearing that you found the Oracle's house in was an anomaly. So no. So no. She's just going to pretend she didn't hear anything and let somebody else explain why it's not a good idea for for driving that for driving to happen. Does Till, Till will explain? explain. Yeah, yeah Till, no, Till will absolutely explain. So, bees, the way the driving works is that generally on most worlds you have to be licensed. Do you have? Do you have? I do you have identification? Yes. Have you? Have you? Can you? Can you show me your official paperwork? Yes. Let me see it right now. No. <laughs> all right so who are you <laughs> so unless unless you can produce official identification and and licensing paperwork generally you get in trouble for driving things especially if it might endanger other people also in order to have the necessary skill to drive safely it usually takes several years of practice and training and when you start practicing and training, you have to start in the simplest environment possible. Lots of open space, lots of easy terrain. This is a very, very bad place to begin your practice driving. So we are going to have to find you a good place where you can practice safely and not risk wrecking your hive or your armor. Does that make sense at all? Who has paper? In the dust runner, does anyone have paper? 
I mean, you're you're wasps. You have paper. Well, <laughs> yes, but it's it's very obviously like gray hive paper. Right, Does yeah. have sheets of paper? No? Uh, I do, yes. Mista will probably have some little ones in her pack, but Yeah, there's probably that's, some that's Invarin sized paper though. So a a fifty bees are taking some of Coltarn's paper. That the fifteen is whether you see it or not. <laughs> I'm using my mage hand. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> yes. Uh, my passive perception is twelve, and Tolbar's passive perception is fourteen. So no, we don't see it. Okay. There, there is increased buzzing inside the hive armor, and, and, and sort of at um, there is no no initial response to Till's question, and then B says. We have papers. Let me see them. Okay. Uh, coming out of the neck hole of the the hive armor is a uh, is a roll of paper. <laughs> He'll take it and unroll it. What's it say? Anything? <laughs> In wax on the inside, there is an intricate hexagonal <laughs> pattern. Um, on the inside of which is a drawing in wax of a torch bee. <laughs> right. <laughs> So this won't let you drive anywhere, but this is very good. It, it, do you remember, I don't, maybe this is, I don't know. I, again, I'm dating myself here, but when, when I was a kid, you could get these little wax beads and sort of different colors and you could load them onto a-, a Right, and then a, you run the shoes. iron over top yeah, of exa it. Right, exactly, yeah. that's yeah. what it looks like. Right, they okay. basically yep, made right. a picture of themselves, but it's sepia tone because it's right. basically just in different shades of wax. wax. Right. But yep. Yeah, they, yeah. It, so in that almost like pixelated wax style, there is a right. picture of a single torch bee on right. this piece of paper. So generally, this sort of thing would have to be, you know, uh, on official government paperwork and signed by a uh, political appointee of some sort, and there would be seals and that sort of thing. But this is a very good start. We couldn't find that paper. We only had what Coltarn had. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> um, Wait, what? You don't, don't worry, right? Don't worry paper, about it. Coltarn. I have paper for taking notes. Get the right paper next time. <laughs> God, Coltar, what's wrong with you? Did you so, steal my paper? Till will no. let the, the, the paper sort of re-roll back and hand it back to the armor. <laughs> In response to Coltar, it was just, no. <laughs> I don't believe you, bees. Okay. I have paper. Is it the right paper? I don't know. It's my paper. Till, hold on. I might have papers. Mister <laughs> <laughs> so will pull out little tiny pieces of paper. Wonderful. <laughs> The right paper? Guaranteed not. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Mistel. Welcome. Let's get the right paper. Also, can you sign it? Are you what? What did what did Till say? Political appointee. <laughs> Are you a political appointee? <laughs> 
Gideon, do we know any pointy political people? Huh? <laughs> we need him to sign some white paper. White paper? Why do you need white paper? Because they need to drive. You can't drive. What? Till said, if I get a pointy political person to sign white paper, then I can drive. You get a, you get a pointy what? I can't hear you, dude. You gotta come up here. Okay. These <laughs> <laughs> will start buzzing up on top. Oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> the bees will repeat everything verbatim as best they can. Oh, no, dude, you got to go to the lawmaster and tell him you want to drive and stuff. And then you got to get somebody to teach you. And then you got to get the lawmaster to sign on somebody teaching you and stuff. That's what Till was saying. Okay. In this oh. small town, that tracks, yes. The sheriff would be the one signing off on driver's licenses. Excellent. So the lawmaster has the right paper. <laughs> I mean, probably. Yes. And you can't steal it from them because you know how bad. I they, know. They, I Mama can't Leah steal because I know them. Right, and then we get in trouble. And apparently, sometimes we don't get in trouble, but we would definitely get in trouble if we stole. I know. Coltarn's not from here, right? Yeah, but I don't think the lawmaster would like us stealing from him either. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> one of the people that one of the people that lawmaster said that you shouldn't steal from is your friends another an, another 15 yeah but i don't know coltarn that well another 15. <laughs> so coltarn at some point in the future you will pull out a sheet of paper from your stack of paper and there will be a little pixelated wax b on it oh yeah i'm i've, I've already made that note <laughs> the perfect crime <laughs> will ever trace it back. It's not only like it's it's not like it's in it's it's not only like covered with the equivalent of fingerprints. It's not only in the equivalent of handwriting. It's essentially just like chock full of <laughs> genetic matter. It's also a picture of bees yeah, that exactly. they made themselves. <laughs> They'll never suspect me. I only painted this self-portrait in my own blood. Exactly. <laughs> All right. I, I apologize. I am done sidetracking. No, I'm not. Are you? But are you really? I've added a resource on my character sheet that says notes until I find the paper. Ten out of ten. Amazing. At some point, that will reach zero. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I'll nod. <laughs> so do we get back to Knox? Yes, you get I back to Knox. I believe we're on the way. Yes. Uh, unless, unless any unless anything important happens between the group of you, you make it back to Knox. Man, I can't wait to get off this planet next week. Maybe we don't have a ship. <laughs> Yet. That I know of. And we're not allowed to steal a ship either. Yet. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, there might have been some discussion 
on the way back that would have basically been, hey, when we get back to Knox, Sill's suggestion will be, let's go to the heads of the Adventurer Guild, tell them what we found out, and see what they can do to help. They probably won't believe us, but it's worth a try. I mean, I was planning on applying to the Corps Adventurers League, before, you know, next anyway, so... Might as well get that. Might as well get a jump on that. So that's got to happen too. Before we get, I want to write this. All right. Uh, And Till's also going to sort of take the temperature of the group. Is everybody in on this? Is this just what we're going to do because the Oracle said so? I mean, yes. I mean, All right, I'm. I already had a plan. I'm going to be proceeding with that plan. If that plan happens to involve me eventually dealing with the demon king of demon things, sure. But uh, yeah. Our uncle said this will lead me to my family. So yes. All right. <clears throat> that what she said. And this is the type of threat that literally been training for quite a while for. So, Makes sense. Ms. Not this specific, but... I mean... What else were you going to do? I assumed you had a list of parties several meters long, but... <laughs> this seems like a way bigger party. That is certainly one way to look at it. Metaf- metaphorically, bigger party. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could also have parties on the way to kick this thing's ass. That's a real good point. All right, then. Well, I suppose we'll do that. So, with the group, Kind of, sort of, maybe resolved. That's where we'll go ahead and end for the week. We'll pick up next week with the arrival back in Knox. Say bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.